I was at the doctor's office uh, last week, sitting in the waiting room, when the nurse brought in another gentleman to uh, have him sit beside me. And on her way out of the waiting room, she kind of casually looked over her shoulder almost and just sort of said, you know, if I don't see you again, Merry Christmas. Now watch this guy's face just completely light up. And he looked at the nurse and he says, thank you for saying that. And she was like completely confused. She didn't even know what she had said. She said, thank you for saying what? And he said, thank you for saying Merry Christmas and not Happy Holidays. And I was like, in that moment, it was one of those moments where I remembered, realized maybe, just how how deep the feelings about Merry Christmas versus Happy Holidays go for some people. I don't know whether you're one of those people. I don't know if you are, whether you're a Merry Christmas person or a Happy Holidays person. I don't know whether you were able to guess, you know, in the video, whether, you know, whether those people were Merry Christmas people or Happy Holidays people. I don't know how accurate you were in guessing. Um, If you did very well, maybe you're not a Merry Christmas person or a happy holidays person. Maybe you're just a judgmental person. (laughs) But for me, I've never felt the tension in the debate. Around here, we've always found that debate a bit odd. I mean, not not that I don't understand it. Of course, I understand. On one side... There are people who come from a a Christian background or Christian heritage who prefer to say Merry Christmas because for them, it's a more, it's a greeting that better reflects their spirituality. It mentions Jesus Christ right in it, who's the reason for the season. Like I understand the draw to it, but I also understand the other side, that happy holidays, by virtue of the fact that it's a more generic greeting, is actually more inclusive and it's more respectful of all the faith traditions that celebrate holidays around this time of year, whether Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, sometimes the Muslims' holiday of Eid is in December. Um, And it's just a way of, of greeting everybody, regardless of their religious background, with well wishes for the holidays. I, I understand the reason behind the debate. It's just, it seemed odd to me that those from a Christian background would insist on Merry Christmas instead of Happy Holidays. Because at the end of the day, to my mind, Happy Holidays isn't that different than Merry Christmas, to be frank. The, the root of the word holiday is the word holy. It's literally wishing somebody happy, holy days. And the word holy, to be honest, is all over the birth story of Jesus. In in one of the biographies of Jesus, the story of his birth lasts for two chapters. In those two chapters, the word holy is used eight different times. It's like everything in the story is holy. Jesus is called holy. He's said the one to be born is the holy one of God. The, The spirit of God that is at work in Jesus' mother Mary is called holy. Mary says, the mighty one has done great things for me. God has done great things for me. Holy is his name. God is holy. The prophets who foretold the coming of the Savior, you know, centuries before Jesus, they're called the holy prophets of old. Even even God's promise itself to rescue his people is called the holy 
covenant. Just think about that for a second. The, The promise is holy. The prophets are holy. God is holy. The one who's born is holy. It's enough to make you take a step back and go, holy. Sorry, that was just bad. I'm not a Leafs fan, but honestly, the only holy that's missing is Joe Bowen's holy Mackinac. And with that, the, the whole story is holy. Right? Like in a, in a very real sense, holiness is synonymous with Christmas. To say happy holy days is not unspiritual. In fact, if you think about what the word holy means. The word holy means to be set apart, to be different, to be unique, to be something other than all of the rest, to have a special quality to it that makes it different. And it's true about these days in this season, that in the Christmas season, these days aren't like all the other days of the year. There's something special about them, something almost magical about them. But it's not magical. It's sacred. That's the other part of what holy means. It's sacred. It's special. It's profound. It's mystical by virtue of its intimate connection with God. Something is holy when God is closely present in it and with it and through it. In fact... Uh, Something is holy, it's set apart when God has set it apart for God's purposes. So when we talk about holidays, when we talk about holy days, we are talking about days that are sacred, that are set apart, that are different. It days in which God is present in ways in which he's not in other days. Days which God can use for his purposes. In a unique and special way. In a way that inspires awe and wonder. That's what we're asking for. When we ask that someone experience happy holidays. That they would experience the holiness of these days. The sacredness. The specialness. They would experience the uniqueness of these days. That are filled with the presence of God. And set apart by God. To serve God's purposes. Because it's in these days. That we celebrate the fact that Jesus. Has come to be one of us. So in my mind the question isn't. Merry Christmas or happy holidays. It's not the. The words that we use to describe these days, the the real question is, how do you experience the holiness of these holy days? I don't think that what puts a a smile on God's face is that when we use these words instead of those words, I think what puts a smile on God's face is when we step into the holiness of these holy days. And experience the sacredness of closeness with God as we celebrate the significance of the fact that Jesus has come. When we experience the happiness of the holy days. Because honestly, that's what many if not most of us need these days. 
To invite someone to experience the happiness of the holy days is to invite somebody to experience the closeness of God in a midst of the season where many people are asking questions about their own worth as a human being because they feel lonely and forgotten. It's inviting people to experience the closeness of God through Jesus Christ uh, in a season where they are feeling weary, where they're, they're tired of the rat race and, and tired of the shopping malls and tired of Christmas parties and tired of the debt piling up and tired of putting on a show. You're inviting people to experience the, the, whole, the presence of God in a season where people are anxious about being together with their families because of the awkwardness and tension that exists in those relationships or because of the religious expectations that are going to be put on people or because of the judgment that they're going to feel at the hands of loved ones. We're asking people, inviting them, praying for them to experience the closeness of God in the midst of a season where people feel the heaviness of a world that can sometimes feel like it's going sideways with injustice and oppression and violence. When we wish and pray for someone to experience happiness in the holy days, we're inviting them into the authentic and genuine joy and gratitude of remembering that it is precisely in days like these that God has entered into our reality with Jesus Christ, that God sent Jesus into the world to be the one who brings a feeling of welcome and acceptance and embrace. That God has entered into the world in Jesus to bring a sense of peace and rest to our souls. That God has entered into our world in Jesus Christ to bring love and forgiveness and freedom from all the religious expectations that we pile on ourselves and other people pile on top of us. God has come into the world in Jesus Christ to bring us justice and hope for a world that seems so broken so often. Our prayer as a church for you, whatever words people want to use, our prayer is that you would experience the genuine joy and gratitude, the happiness that comes in these holy days as we set aside time, in fact, by setting aside time, to experience the significance of the fact that God has come in Jesus Christ to set aside some time during these holidays where in the midst of the rat race, we can pause and in the quiet reflect on the goodness that God has poured out to us. We pray that you would find time in these seasons to experience moments of authentic gratitude in a season that's too often marked with more and more and more. We pray that you would experience unique surprisingly loving connections with the loved ones that you surround yourself with this season. We pray that you would experience a season of significant conversations, even spiritually 
significant conversations about where Jesus is in the midst of all of this for you. We pray for you happiness in the midst of these holy days. And I pray, I hope that that's been your experience already tonight. To some degree, you've gotten to get a sense of that even in your time here tonight among us because that's who we want to be as a church that's what we want to be as a community of faith we want to be a space and a place where we can learn to celebrate in joy together the life that we share in the presence of God that we can experience the happiness of experiencing in his holiness in these days and in all the days and as we move our you know, Christmas celebration to a close, we want to invite you into one more experience of that tonight. We're going to conclude this service in these next several minutes with a, a reflection in which we're going to think again about the Christmas story. We're going to listen to it told again through the perspective of various characters who were a part of the story as, it, as they experienced it some 2,000 years ago. The shepherds and Jesus' mother Mary and Jesus' human father Joseph and um, just the eyes of an ordinary person living in Israel 2,000 years ago. And as we do, I want you to lean in. I invite you to open yourself up, to open your ears, to open your heart, to open your mind, to open even your imagination to what God may be saying to your heart as we talk about the Christmas story one more time. I think that if you do, if you open up to what God wants to say, I think what you'll discover is as ancient as the story is, the experience of these characters will speak deeply and relevantly into some of our experiences in ways maybe even that we had never expected or never experienced before, ways that are set apart, different, unique, and sacred. May these minutes for you be holy. <laughs>